Not being conformed to this world means that I don't look like everyone else or live by the world's accepted normal behavior. But the way I conduct myself should look like Jesus. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. I'm Pastor Sam, the lead pastor here at Hope Valley, and today we're continuing a multi-part series of lessons where we're talking about worship and really who we worship, why we worship, and how we worship. Now, maybe you have no idea what I mean when I say worship. That's okay. Or maybe the topic of worship is familiar to you, but you mainly think of a Sunday morning at church or something you do while listening to Christian music in the car. But in this series, we've been learning that worship is really much more than any of those things. Worship is focusing our hearts and minds on God in order to praise Him for who He is and what He does. And it's this activity that our spirits really can't live without. In fact, we learned last week that our spirit was created for relationship with God. And there really is nothing else in the world that we can substitute with that relationship and connection. Now, this kind of worship is really more than just activity. It's a lifestyle. And that is really an important distinction. I can tell you in my own life, I have been guilty of treating worship as an activity rather than a lifestyle. You know, it's like singing songs about God without the truth of what I'm singing really being evident in how I'm living my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, singing a song on a Sunday morning, but not actually living like they are true on Monday. I mean, I've sung songs that say that God is the only one who can satisfy me, and then turned around and tried to find comfort and peace and everything else I could find, except Him. And there are other ways that my worship of God hasn't matched my lifestyle, you know? There have been times when I've been the same kind of hypocrite with my words that James describes in James chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, when he talked about the way we use our speech. He wrote, Sometimes it praises God, our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. But it has been the way in my life before. And I know that I'm not alone. If we're totally honest, we've all seen a disconnect between the way we worship God in song and the way we live our life, right? We sing about having hope in God, but we let ourselves drift into despair in our thought life. Or maybe we sing about God's love, uh, but like, how often have we withheld that love from others? Or we sing about God's faithfulness, but we don't really act or live like He's going to provide for us. Like, seriously, what's up with that, right? We have to look at this bluntly. If our worship of God isn't real in our lives, then we are really just being hypocrites. Now, I don't want to be a hypocrite, and I'm going to assume that you don't want to be one either, right? So we have to actually live our lives in a way that glorifies God and represents the truth about who He is and what He's done. I'm talking about a transformed 
lifestyle. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I exhort you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a sacrifice, alive, holy, and pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is good and well-pleasing and perfect. Now, look at the picture being painted here. Worship of God is more than a song or an activity. It's actually an act of fully submitting myself, right? That's the picture of a living sacrifice here in Romans 12, 1. That I fully submit myself to Jesus. And the result is a deep transformation of who I am and how I live. Not being conformed to this world means that I don't look like everyone else or live by the world's accepted normal behavior, but the way I conduct myself should look like Jesus. Like, like that's the picture of worship as a lifestyle. And look at this encouragement in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. It says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, do you remember last week when Jesus talked about worshiping in spirit and truth in John chapter 4? Here in Colossians, we see a picture of what that really looks like in our lives and relationships. Peace, love, uh, encouraging and strengthening one another, thankfulness. We, we can all actually worship God through the way that we live when we live with our focus on Him. Like, because I love the Lord, then I also love other people who are created in His image. Because I'm thankful for His forgiveness, then I also forgive others. Because He is patient with my faults and failures, I learn to be patient with others also. Because He's you know, giving me life and health, I submit my work that I do as an act of thankfulness to Him. Because He is God, right? because He's the God of truth, then I should no longer give any room for dishonesty in my own life and relationships. You know, the Bible talks a lot about glorifying God, but I wonder if sometimes we don't understand what that really means. Glory practically just refers to reputation. When we talk about wanting to glorify God, what we're really saying is that we want to bring attention to Him. We want Him to be seen and honored for His power and love. Like, simply, uh, really the simplest way that I know how to say this is that we want to make God look good 
right? Like that's what it means to glorify him. And so a lifestyle of worship is really conducting ourselves in a way that makes God look good. And that's something that we need to have a deep conviction about. Because if we're being honest, we all have been guilty of acting and speaking in ways that make God look bad. And so we need to evaluate ourselves and challenge ourselves to glorify God with our lives because he really is so good and our lives should reflect that. So I challenge you this week to see your lifestyle as an act of worship to God. Worship God with the way that you live. And once again, I want to challenge you to put this into action this week. Um, you know, what we've talked about today, and you know, by giving you really just a couple of quick questions here to ask yourself and, and then answer. Now, I encourage you to write these questions down in you know, whatever way works for you. And, and then write down your answer and keep it with you this week so that you can reference it and hold yourself accountable to making these changes. The first question uh, really references what we read today in Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. And here's the question. Of the things talked about in this passage, which one will you focus on this week? And for reference, here are a list of those things. You know, in verse 14, it says to clothe yourself with love. In verse 15, it says to let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. In verse 16, it says, first, to let the message about Christ fill your life. Second, to teach and counsel others with God's wisdom. And third, to sing songs to God with thankful hearts. And then in verse 17, it says that whatever you do should be done as a representative of Jesus. Now, you can pick more than one if you like, but Maybe just focus on the one that you honestly know needs the most work. And then answer this second question. How will you do that in your life this week? And be specific. It needs to be something really uh, that you can you know, really measure and evaluate. Now, there may be some part of you that is thinking, man, this feels like too much work. But let me just remind you that the only thing in life that uh, you know doesn't require any work is being immature. That comes pretty easy to all of us, right? You know, health and growth and strength is work, and it's worth it. And the good news is that God doesn't leave us to do it alone. When we pursue Him, His Spirit strengthens us and works in us to make these changes. But we have to change and be obedient to what He has called us to do. And I believe that. As we learn to live lifestyles of worship to God, we can expect some really wonderful things. Like our lives, our very presence in the room can begin to attract people to Jesus. Can you imagine that? That God's glory, his reputation would be elevated in the community around us? Like, I don't know about you, but I want other people to find in Jesus the same love and healing and fulfillment that I have found in him. I want my life to be a testimony about how good he is. And I want him to see the way that I live and be happy with what he sees. And I suspect that maybe you do too. 
All right, well, before we go, I'd like to give you a couple of questions to pray about and contemplate this week, to go a little deeper into the things we have talked about today. Uh, the first question is, in what ways has God already transformed you? And the second question is, in what ways have you let yourself be conformed to the world? And the third question is, what areas of your thinking, feeling, or seeing things is God wanting to renew? All right. Well, thank you for taking this time. I pray that you will be encouraged and strengthened by what you've uh, what we've talked about today, and that the Holy Spirit would really work in you through the truth of God's Word, bringing peace and healing and all the blessings of God that we have in Jesus. Be blessed today. We love you. We are so glad you've joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.